We're going to turn to scripture now, and I'd like to invite Kathy to come up and read our two readings this morning uh, from Psalm 91 and then from Ephesians chapter 6. Which can be found on, thank you, on page 600 in the church Bibles, Psalm 91. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will save the Lord. He is my refuge and my fortress, in God whom I trust. Surely he will save you from the foulest snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you say, the Lord is my refuge and you make the most high your dwelling, no harm will overtake you. No disaster will come near your tent, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. You will tread on the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him for he acknowledges my name. He will call on me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. The second reading is from Ephesians 6, verses 10 to 20, and that is on 1177 in the Bible. The armor of God. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you have done everything to stand. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and also always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Pray also for me that whenever I speak, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Good morning, everyone. Can you hear me at the back, very back? Yes? Um, Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for um, your amazing love. Jesus, thank you so much. You are the Lion of Judah. 
Thank you so much, Spirit of God. You lives and you dwells among us. In your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Um, there is a running theme in the Bible about clothing. And I don't know if it's because uh, French people are known about fashion, you know. Um, but I love this theme of clothing in the Bible. Maybe one day I will write a book, but it's not yet there. Um, it starts with Adam and Eve. They're naked in the garden. There is not yet clothing at this stage. But as you know, sin entering the world, the cunning serpent, and they want to hide their shame and they take some leaves. Later on, Genesis chapter 3, God provides straight from the beginning uh, a, a skin from an animal. He kills an animal. Blood is already uh, there to cover our shame and our sin. And through the Bible, there is this uh, amazing theology of uh, clothing. And this series of sermons, we have called it Clothe with Power on the left. This idea that if we are not clothed with this armor, we are naked in that spiritual warfare we all have to go through in life individually and collectively. We want to be clothed with Jesus' blood. We want to be clothed with the Spirit of God, as Paul is saying. We want to be clothed by God's righteousness. And as in Revelation, we've seen this amazing view of the people of God cloth in white robes, but um, also, uh, interestingly, uh, with the blood of Jesus. So why do we need to be cloth? Why do we need to be cloth, first of all? Um, the thing is that we live in a reality that sometimes we uh, lose perspective. We live in a spiritual warfare. As Paul is saying in our text, it's not against blood, against flesh, against people, but it's against spiritual authorities and powers. Jesus, in the Gospels, met several times um, these powers. He met the enemy several times, the devil. He's, he's been tempted by the devil. Jesus says in John 10, chapter 10 of the biography of Jesus, according to John, he says that the thief comes to destroy, to steal, and to kill. But he adds, but I, Jesus, have come to give life and life to the full. It's really important to grasp that Jesus believed in the evil one, encounters the evil one, and speaks about the evil one. And the thief is the one who wants to steal, destroy, and kill. The demonic is a reality, a spiritual reality probably more real than our own material life. Who is he? He is the father of lies. He is the false father. We believe in the good, good father, but he is the father of lies. He is the false lion. Peter, in his letter speaks, one of his letters speaks about this lion that is prowling over, uh, around us, um, trying to find someone to devour. Is the false lion. But Jesus is uh, given that title once in the Bible. You are, he is the lion of Judah, Jesus. Satan in Hebrew means the one who prosecutes, the accusator. The evil one is the one who accuses us. Last week we've looked uh, at this theme of Diabolos, the devil, the devil one, the one who divides. Because we were looking at the 
shoes of the gospel of peace, the peace that gives wholeness to our life, unity to our life and our life together. But the enemy is the one who wants to divide. There is um, this monk called Raniero Cantalamessa. He is a Catholic monk. He preached to the papal household. He's um, a lovely, uh, now very um, old gentleman. He speaks of our battle against a triple alliance. Our battle against the triple alliance. Um, the enemy within us, the flesh, the enemy around us, the world, the enemy above us, the devil and the demonic. It's, uh, our lives are going through battles with a combination of these three things, our flesh, sin within us, temptation, but the world, our culture, saying to us things, um, trying to persuade us that the good life is um, different from uh, the one Jesus is offering us, that is to die to ourselves and to follow him and to take our cross. And the evil one who takes the opportunity of uh, the hurts or of the temptation we've got and the sin we've got in our life to try to send even more trials and temptation with flaming arrows. So I've certainly in my life come through these kind of spiritual battles. I don't know about you, but um, I've seen the thieves wanted to destroy my life to steal my ministry, to kill me. I once wanted to kill myself. Um, I remember that, my wife remember that. That was a spirit of death in our lives and the enemy wanted to really try to destroy me in my own life, in my own physical life. So that's a reality that we are all facing in one way in, or in another. So why is it important to cloth ourselves with power that comes from God, it is because otherwise we will be naked in this world. We need God's power, blood of Jesus, um, righteousness to cover us. And that's why we've looked at these weapons Paul is suggesting us to take. Six weapons plus one, which is prayer. We started uh, three weeks ago uh, with the belt of truth, a big belt here, the truth we just sung in, in the so songs, uh, the truth of our identity in Christ. We are loved by God. We are child of God. That's the truth. The, the father of lies won't be able to, sh to send any kind of arrows that will contradict that truth, the truth of the word of God. We are truly loved by God because we know that because it's been manifested in Christ, Jesus poured out his spirit into our hearts that says we are a child of God. We can cry out, Abba, Father. That's the first uh, weapons. I, I want to say uh, a disclaimer that all the weapons are interconnected. We've looked at each weapons every week, but they are really interconnected. We're going to see that. The second weapon we've looked two weeks ago was the breastplate of righteousness. For me, it speaks of the blood of Jesus that cover us and we are no more naked, as I said. The fact that it's not by our own efforts, our own righteousness that we reach out to God, but it is by God's righteousness, the blood of Jesus that cover us, God's justice given by grace as a gift. Last week, we looked at the shoes, the shoes of the gospel of peace, unity, wholeness, not division. In our life, 
a perfect unity between what we say and what we do, uh, between our inner life uh, and our, the one that is not visible and secret and our life that is public. And the enemy is the diabolos in Greek, which means the divider. Today we look at the shield of faith. I want to uh, start to say that the shield is par excellence a protective weapon protective weapon. In the Roman times, it was a big rectangular shield. Um, maybe we've got the, the picture there. On, on. So you, you see that uh, it was in order to be able in battles to protect yourself, but also your soldiers, uh, French soldiers on the side, and, and to be able to advance and to be protected uh, against the harrow. You know that uh, French people uh, a few centuries ago uh, had a, a little bit of a issue with arrows at the Battle of Azincourt, for those who know about that. But we, apparently the legend said we, we lost that battle because of arrows. But we didn't have uh, learned from, from the Romans a few centuries before. But the idea here is that the Roman soldier constituted what they called uh, the, the tortoise. So that kind of shape, they were able then to protect themselves, to advance and to attack. Straight from the beginning of this image of the shield, we see that it's not only something for us to protect ourselves, but it's also something collective, together as a church or as a group of people, maybe in your hub, maybe here at church the Sunday morning, uh, we have to advance together, side by side, protected uh, against the flaming arrows of the evil one. You know, in the Bible, uh, we are told that Jesus right now is praying for us in heaven. He is praying for us in heaven. That's the good news. But the bad news is that we're going to need that, that he is praying for, for us because we are in that struggle. So that shield, what it is? It's the shield of faith to trust in God. Or more exactly, we could see it also, the faithfulness of God toward us. We, we need to be uh, careful about faith. Sometimes we, have, we put too much faith in our own faith, in our own ability to have faith. But first and foremost, God is the one who is faithful to us. Even when we lose a little bit of faith, even if we are unfaithful, he is faithful to us. just want with you to look again at Psalm 93, 91. Sorry. And we find... Uh, uh, the first verses of Psalm 91, it's page 600 in our Bibles, if you got it. But it says, Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High, the shelter, the protective coverage, will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This idea that we are protected by the shadow of God. He is my refuge and my fortress, in verse 2. That idea also to be protected my God in whom I trust, that trust in God's faithfulness. And verse four, he will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge, refuge under his wings, feathers, the same idea than this shield of faith. And, say, and the psalmist says, his faithfulness will be your shield and buckler in another translation, but here it's rampant. You will know no, you will know no fear uh, the terror of night, nor the arrow, arrow sorry, that flies by day, and so on and so on. This idea that God protects us. We are under his wings. We are in his protection because 
we trust in him and we trust in his faithfulness. You know, faith is not depending on our circumstances. Some of us are going through uh, difficult trials. Some of us know about what it means to go through trials and, and testing times and troubles or temptations. Faith is not depending on our emotions. Uh, faith is depending on, only on, on the faithfulness of God. Maybe you've seen uh, the other side. Recently in Hong Kong, this um, umbrella revolution, we've called it, and there's been a, a lot of uh, demonstration, as you know, in Hong Kong, and um, it was raining a, a little bit, I think, as well, but uh, they also used the people that were demonstrated these umbrellas to protect themselves against, at some point, the tear, the tear uh, gas from the riot police. It's also an image uh, which is interesting because an umbrella at the end of the day is really thin. It's not going to protect you a lot, but this idea that all together they were protected and probably singing as well um, this uh, song. Um, it speaks of that protection, collective protection. What are uh, the seal protecting us from? What is it that this shield of faith protecting us from individually but collectively? Paul is saying, it's really clear, it's flaming arrows sent by the evil one. If we are naked, we will receive these arrows. You know, in the ancient world, they had many gods and some commentators have seen in this uh, Paul's mention of arrows Maybe, perhaps, a sign that Paul was thinking about uh, the gods of Eros, the gods of Cupidon, which are represented in classical uh, representation with arrows. And we know that one area of temptation and trials is a lust, lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh. One of the enemy I was mentioning, the flesh. The enemy outside, the enemy inside, the enemy above. And Perhaps here Paul is saying that when we are tempted in that way, in that area, we need um, not to fear, but probably to also be collectively prepared for that. Maybe not living our life secretly and, and be able to share with others, because as we've seen, together we can be protected against this kind of temptation. Um, it's great to share when we are struggling with pornography or where we're struggling with any kind of other uh, temptation in that area of lust. Um, how do we respond to temptation? You know, Luther said, you cannot keep birds from flying over your head, but you can keep them from building a nest in your hair. This idea that you can reject temptation. Temptation is, not see, is no sin. We know that Jesus was tempted. We're going to look at it in a few seconds. Temptation is no sin, but we have maybe the opportunity to say no to temptation the very first seconds when the temptation is there. Temptation is not only about sexuality, it can be a, a lot of things. Gossips, uh, pride, um, greed, cover, co coveting things. But here in Psalm 91, what is interesting, the same Psalm we, we just looked at, there is a part, verse 11, you will, you will perhaps remember where it comes from. The psalmist says, for he will command his angel concerning you to guard you in all your ways. 
Some of us will remember, not all of us, I suppose, but you remember I said Jesus was tempted in deserts at the beginning of his ministry. And Satan, in the second temptation, brought him at the top of the temple and said to Jesus, jump yourself, jump, jump from this temple because it is written in the Bible, in the Psalms, that the angel will take care of you. And Jesus replied to the uh, enemy with another verse from Deuteronomy, uh, don't put the Lord to the test. But what is it for us, this idea today? The enemy is the cunning one. He is sending arrows, as we said, and, and we need this shield of God's faithfulness to protect us, to uh, help us to go through these uh, attacks, these trials, this temptation. We see that Jesus, even Jesus was tempted. We see that Jesus was tempted and the evil one used the word of God. It's amazing to attack Jesus. James, another author of the New Testament says, resist to the devil and if he will flee from you. So you see, Today, we're looking at the shield of faith, God's faithfulness that protects us. Wherever, whatever we're going through today, I don't know your life, but the Spirit of God is living among us. He's here this morning. He's talking to you right now as I speak, which areas where you're going into these uh, temptations or trials or troubles. Where is it that he wants to shield you with a renewed vision of his faithfulness, of the faithfulness that we can get together as a church. Uh, that's why, again, I encourage you to speak out, um, to confess to one another, to find a, a place where you can do that. The small groups are a great place, but not, not only you can have a, a meeting with Pippa, with Andy, with H, with others, and it's able to unlock um, the power of this shield of faith. So let's probably now pause there and, 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 and pray together because the prayer is uh, the seventh weapon of this text. You know, we've, we've looking, we're looking at six weapons during six weeks, um, belt of truth, breastplate of righteousness, uh, the shoes of peace, the shield of faith, and next week the helmet of salvation and finally the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. But the seventh powerful weapon is prayer. So we're going to invite God here now to speak to us by his spirit, to show us where and how he wants us to be clothed. Father God, thank you so much that you love us so much. You don't want us to go through this life alone and naked, Lord. You want to give us a family and to clothe us with power. So we pray this morning, Father, good Father, send your Holy Spirit now that by your spirit you may illuminate our hearts and show us in which area we need to be shielded by you, by your faithfulness. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for your righteousness, your blood is covering us already. Come Holy Spirit, I pray. Thank you that we can be under your shelter, you are a refuge, you are a fortress, you are the wing under which we can uh, take rest and protection. Thank you that your, your shadow is above us, Lord. 
thank you that you are like a shield and your faithfulness is like a shield. We continue to build in us the desire to grow more like you, Jesus. In your name, amen. Amen.